Hello and welcome to another episode of the Property Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Gordon Doan, and today we're going to be talking about sticking to your rules. But before we jump into that, I thought I'd give you my usual weekly update. So this week has been really quite good. So I've done a couple of different things. So I ran my usual park run last weekend, was really good, did that, that was that was really good. Um, and then on Sunday, I actually went down to Bristol and played at the in-play golf center, which is like an indoor golf range. Um, but it's a simulator. So rather than hitting actually down a range, it's actually hitting into nets and then the screw, there's a screen in front of you, which kind of, um, follows where and tracks the ball that you hit. So, um, there are cameras around, placed around. Um, I can't actually see where they are in there, so they must be behind the screens and in the walls. Um, but it kind of uh, it tracks how you hit the ball um, from the tee or from the ground, and then it tracks the trajectory of that ball. So all the, although the ball only travels about ten to fifteen feet in front of you, and then hits the net, the wall, and then kind of slides down that and onto the ground, so that you can play it the next shot. It carries on your shot on the screen as if you were actually hitting it on the course. So. It was really quite interesting because uh, not only did it allow uh, allow us to play uh, kind of different courses, so you can play, I think it was pre-programmed with about 150 courses, which was really cool. It also gives you that instant feedback on where you're going wrong. So it kind of tells you how you're hitting the golf ball, um, whether your swing arc is straight or whether you're kind of swinging on a closed arc or an open arc. So if you're swinging on a closed arc, your ball's more likely to go, uh, go off to the left. If you're swinging on an open arc, so kind of playing away from you, your ball's more likely to go off to the right. So it kind of shows you that analysis from the camera straight away so that you can uh, adjust your swing shot to shot, which is really quite useful. You know, we talk about uh, on the podcast getting feedback and responding to that feedback. This was instant feedback and was really quite good. I could really see the value of that straight away. Um, it also showed you things like whether your club head was straight when it connected with the ball. So if your club face was slightly open or whether the club face was closed. Um, so it really provided a lot of instant feedback on how you were performing on a golf course. So something a bit different. I hadn't done that before. I think it's going to be worth doing uh, again over the winter. I think it's quite a good way instead of playing out on the course in the rain. Um, it's a good opportunity to keep playing um, if you don't want to get wet. But it's also a good opportunity to kind of tweak your swing um, and practice a little bit different. Um, so I'll definitely be doing that again. That was really good fun. Also, uh, this weekend, I went to the Cheltenham Lido Dog Swim. So the last weekend of each of the seasons that the swimming pool is open, they open it for a dog swim. So it's an outdoor swimming pool, um, normally, obviously, only for humans. Uh, but like I say, on the last weekend of every season, they open it up for dogs as well. So that was really cool. Took snow along. Uh, we had a great time. We were there for about 45 minutes or so. Um, it was raining, so I, we were really, I was really cold by the end of it. I don't think snow really bothered. Uh, but she had a great time jumping in the pool. I always take a, a ball down so she can uh, chase the ball. Cause she loves loves following the ball into the pool, getting the ball and then bringing it back. So she had an absolute whale of time. So that was really good. So... On to today's topic, which is um, sticking to your rules. So in business, and it doesn't matter what business it is, whether it's a property business or otherwise, you kind of have to create your own set of rules and then stick to them. There's there's um, there's a danger of if you don't stick to your rules, and we'll get into that in a second. But what do we talk about when we're talking about rules? Well, 
in terms of a property uh, business, your your rules will be formed by your investment criteria. So what do I mean by that? So that's the kind of things you need to tick off a list, your investment criteria, before you invest in a deal. Now, whether that it doesn't matter what that deal is, whether it's a, a buy-to-let or whether it's a HMO or rent-to-rent or a flip or um, a deal trade, deal package, um, it doesn't matter what that investment is. Each of those types of investment, you will have your own criteria. Now, you might be solely focused on buy-to-lets, for example, in which case you'll have a list of criteria specifically for your buy-to-let portfolio. Um, so things that that deal has to stack up against before you go ahead and make that deal. Um, it's exactly the same for any other kind of property deals as well. So if you're um, trading, if you're property trading, so whether you're deal packaging, um, there will be a list of criteria that you have to make, meet to package that up and uh, get the investor the best value for money from that deal. So, and this is the same with other businesses as well. If uh, you have um, a sales business or whether you have uh, whatever business it is, there will be a set of criteria um, that you will have to meet before you can go ahead and, and, and carry on. So, and why is it important to stick to these rules? So, it's really key to stick to these rules because if you don't, in the future, it will always be, it will become slightly easier each time to break your own rules. And, and what does that look like? So say you're um, looking at buy to let properties and your, one of your rules, one of your criteria is that the ca- cash flow from the property has to be at least £300 a month. I'm just making these figures up, which whatever your rules are, it may be higher, it may be lower. We're just using an example. So if you've got a buy to let a property, uh, you're looking at it and it's got £300 a month cash flow, that's really good for you. That meets your criteria, ticking the box so you you can go ahead and do that deal. Now, if somebody, if you find a deal that's only, say, £275 per month cash flow and you do that deal so you buy that property and you only take you take that and it's only got the 275 cash flow the next time that you come up with or you find a property where that cash flow is then only 250 pounds a month you're more likely to take that one because you've already broken your rules before and it becomes easier to break them again and again you kind of get into this habit of breaking those rules and when you break those rules you're really going to you know Come a come a cropper at some point by continually breaking those rules. So that first instance of you breaking the rules, you know, going from the three hundred pounds a month cash flow to the two seven five a month cash flow, that may still work. But if further down the line, say six months a year time, when you're looking at further properties and you get a lower cash flow in property, uh, and there's an incident, you know, something happens because you've not got the cash flow that you've built into your own system. You've kind, you kind of can't bounce back from that. So it becomes a real issue to try and resolve. So if you have your rules, then try to stick to them. The key thing is making sure you've got those rules in the first place so you know exactly what your criteria are. And again, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have. The kind of sales example, so if you're, um, you're a shop and you're selling stuff, obviously, the kind of... Uh, an equivalent example is kind of lowering your price. So if you're selling a product for £100 um, and you're selling it for £100, that's got a good profit margin built in. You know you're making money off of that. 
that's not a problem. So you sell at that that price, £100 is your price point. Somebody comes in and they ask you ask you to buy it at £75. Now, although there may be some profit margin left in that, obviously your profit is going to be significantly reduced. So maybe you do that the first time. And again, that's not a problem. Um, but if you then get offered again, somebody offers you £70 or £65, then you may be more willing to take that because you've already broken your rules. And there will become a point where it's not viable anymore because you're losing money or only just breaking even. Now, obviously, the point of any business is not to break even. It's to make a profit. So you've got to set yourself up in a way that you make that profit. And by doing that, by setting those rules and following those rules, you're setting yourself up for success in the future. So that's kind of the sales kind of side. And the other thing around the sales side of things as well, which I think people fall foul of is quite a lot, is knowing the value of your product. If you lower the price, you're devaluing your own product. You know, so you you're kind of asking to reduce your price again, and people get used to you offering discounts on your products. You know, if you look at um, top products in the market, there's very rarely any sales on, or if there are, they're at certain times of year. Um, when they're expected to be, you know, around Christmas, Black Friday, that kind of thing. But those high value price point items are very rarely on sale or discounted. And the reason for that is, is because they don't want to devalue their own product. If you look at um, Pandora Jewelry, for example, they are never on offer. You cannot buy that discounted even at Christmas or uh, New Year or Black Friday or whatever. The price is the price. And that's you know, the price is the price. It's never been changed. So they can't devalue their product by being competitive in the market. And sometimes it can be, you know, people think, oh, somebody else is selling um, a similar product for cheaper. But and again, by matching their price, you're devaluing your own product. Now, there's a difference between devaluing your product and your product being at the wrong price point. If your product is at the wrong price point, then you're just not going to make sales anyway. So it's important to make sure that you've got that right. And again, with your, and that, that, the property equivalent of that is making sure that your investment criteria are right. If you've got your investment criteria too high, then you're just not going to do any deals or not very many deals. So it's important to make sure those criteria are, are right and tweak them if you need to going forward. So if you find that, so if you take, go back to the example of a buy to let £300 a month cash flow, and you find, actually, I've had a couple of problems with that and I've always been able to survive. It's never been a problem. I've had enough in the bank ready to go to cover those payments or whatever it may be. You could say, actually, I can rejig that a little bit. And let's say the cash flow has only got to be £275 a month instead of the £300 a month. And then you can do that for a little while. And if that continues to work, then you can stick with that or tweak it again. So it's about kind of learning from what happens in your business and making sure those criteria stay relevant and up to date and that you stick to them as much as you possibly can. It's making educated decisions to say when to change those instead of just trying to accept it to get the deal over the line because I think it takes a stronger person, uh, a more um, uh, business entrepreneurial an entrepreneurial savvy person to say no to a deal when it doesn't meet your criteria. It's actually very difficult to say no to a deal because everybody 
wants to do the deal, whatever it is, whether it's a property deal or whether it's a business deal. Everybody kind of wants to do the deal. That's what we're kind of driven to do. That's what we push to do all the time. That's how we make money is doing deals. But actually, sometimes the right answer is no, this deal isn't right for me. Um, it's not the right time for that deal, whatever it may be. Um, but stick to those rules, those investment criteria. If you're in a property kind of business, it, uh, stick to your sales criteria or your um, product price points. If you're in a sales type business, I think that's real key going forward. And I think that's, uh, you know, a lot of people kind of get that wrong. And that's why some products come off the market quite quickly because they, they lose their position in the market by trying to be competitively priced or trying to beat a competitor. Let them compete over price. If you know that you're adding value and you're delivering that value, uh, first of all, you have to know what that value is that you're delivering and it's really key. That's your USP, your unique selling point. Um, whatever that value is in, in a property business, it might be providing a high quality home to tenants. It might be, um, if, if you're, um, providing an information type business, it might be getting the information to the person in the quickest possible way, in the easiest to digest format. Whatever that unique selling proposition is, make sure you know what that is and make sure that your customers know what that is as well, because that's how they value your business. And knowing the value of your business is really important that's going to help you stick to your rules if you know what the value is that you bring it becomes easier to kind of moderate yourself against those rules because like i say it's easy to forget those rules sometimes to to just chase the deal and chasing the deal is not always the right the right way to go because you eventually you may not come a cropper in the next deal or the one after but eventually you know you're going to get into a place where um where you've got problems so hopefully that's helped today. I know that's a pretty short episode today, um, but hopefully that's kind of helped and, and got you thinking about what are those rules in your business? Have you got your own investment criteria? If you've got a property business, if you have got um, your criteria, are they the right criteria? Do you stick to them? It's worth having to think about. Do you have investment criteria for your buy-to-let portfolio, but on your deal packaging business, do you not have um, any, any, uh, so much criteria. So do you need to focus on putting some criteria in place for a certain part of your portfolio that you've not really covered yet? If you're growing into new spaces, it's always worth having to think about what those criteria will be and, uh, and managing that and tracking that to make sure that you're getting what you want from each of those deals. If you're in a sales business, is your price point right? Is your, um, but that is the value that you're saying you provide your customer there so that you know that they're getting the value that you're saying that they're getting. Um, and that's going to help you maintain your placement in the market. So like I said, that's all I want to talk about today. Hopefully that's helped some of you. Have a think about that. Um, as always, head over to the Property Entrepreneur Facebook page if you've got any questions. If you um, like this episode of the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. That would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, thank you very much. I've been Gordon Doan and you've been great. See you again next week.